8-Bit Shit Show. Welcome to that 8-Bit Shit Show. I'm your host, Adam, and as always, I'm joined by Tom. How are you? Yeah, Yeah, I'm good. Nice. What was that? That was a jingle. Oh, nice. Okay. We have to do jingles, don't we? Sure. We're a professional radio show now. Damn right. Um, So, um, as always, I'm going to ask you that important question. Um, What beer are you Boys and girls. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Not the other important question. (laughs) What beer? beer? I I have a... Hop House 13 Lager. Excellent. So this is another, this is, this is up there with the brew dogs of craft, but not craft brewing. Mm. Yeah, they're a very nice lager. Do you, the, do you want to hear the back of the box quote? I'll do it, yeah. Named after the 100-year-old building. Oh no, hold on, this is the Brewers Project, St. James Gate, Dublin. Okay, named after the 100-year-old building where hops are still stored at St. James Gate. Hop House 13 is a premium crafted lager. Double hopped and brewed with Irish barley. The combination of three types of hops is like it's fucking outside McLovin off Superbad. <laughs> it's uniquely fresh hop aroma and crisp flavour with hints of apricot and peach. Now, it doesn't have any of that. No, it's just a it's very nice lager. It's just a good day. I like the bottle size. It's, it's a beast, isn't it? It's a big old lad. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's an average to good beer. But nice. I, I do enjoy. I have a a dream sequence by a brewery called the Yeasty Boys, which is <laughs> fucking amazing. It's an American yeah, that... brown ale, uh, dark orange, cocoa, happy. Don't know why they've put that as the, the back of the box quote, but uh, yeah, give it a go. It's a uh, crack it open. There it is. Um, so let's get Crisp. on with things. Um, what are we talking about this week? We have been playing actually quite an important game. We've been playing Mega Man. We have. Very important game. Very tough game, which we'll get into. So it's a beloved game, is our Mega Man. And rightly so. Um, I'll give you a quote from the back of the box to kick us off. Um, and then we'll get into a little bit about the background to this one. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So, oh, one second. Technical hitch. I've got the Mega Man 3 one. <laughs> well, Mega Man, um, we'll we, we, we get onto the, the front of the boxes swiftly after this, I think, because there's, that's a discussion point in itself. Well, yeah, t- tell us about the front of the box first, and I will bring up the, the quote. One of the most th- famous things about we, we we don't have quite the privilege over here. We had the PAL version. We have um, our image of Mega Man is a dude in a spandex suit with a giant exhaust pipe on his arm. Shoot, I mean, it roughly kind of looks like Mega Man if it was done in 70s sci-fi. But if you have never seen the North American box art for Mega Man, you absolutely need to search this gem out because I don't know what the fuck is happening on this picture. It looks like um, it looks like a six-year-old drew it, <laughs> and yeah. also it looks like the the artist never. Well, Mega, Mega Man's yellow for a start, and and carries a pistol. It's it's strange why they went with that, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's 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 horrendously out of proportion, and he's got this like really awkward stance where he's got his legs open like he's crouching to take a shit he's squatting for no he's, he's like also doing some kind of thrust and jive 
movement. It's very strange and very <laughs> not in keeping Same. with the game. Mega Man, one of the worst pieces of box art ever created, actually become quite famous for that over the years. So um, mm. you guys should check that out. Definitely. What's it about, Ad? Okay, so Mega Man. Uh, this is the quote from the box. Will you and Mega Man penetrate the seven separate societies of Dr. Wily and preserve the human race? You're in control. It's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monsteropolis. The strange, multi-layered land of robot-like humanoids created by the wrongly performed experiments with human beings by Dr. Wily. I'll leave it there. That gives you a nice insight into what you're doing in this one. Yeah, so there's a surprise. there is a lot of story behind Mega Man, but we're, we're going to get into... We'll get into this a bit later, but the, the, basically the game was developed in 1987 by Capcom, uh, exclusive for the NES, called Rockman in Japan. Um, now, you'll, you'll find out eventually that the, the characters of Mega Man, there was Rock, there was Roll, there was Bass, um, Trebled, so they, they were named after aspects of music. Um, why he was changed to Mega Man in the US. Maybe it was like when they, they changed Punk-Man to Pac-Man because they worried that arcade machines would be defaced to say Fuck-Man. <laughs> a valid <laughs> one to change. It would be an easy change. Maybe they were worried that, I don't know, Mega-Man would become something something else or Rock-Man would become Cock-Man or something. <laughs> so who knows? But um, So it was actually it was directed by Akira Kitamura with um, Nobuyuki, and I'm sorry for butchering these, but Nobuyuki Mat- Matsushima as a lead designer. So commonly, um, Kenji Inafune is credited for being the creator of Mega Man. And he did, in, in fact, move up to be the director of um, the Mega Man sequels. But he was an artist on Mega Man 1 um, and not solely responsible for the design of Rockman or Mega Man, um, but did work on a lot of the, the character designs. So whereas he did create what are considered the best games in the series he was in fact not the original creator solely responsible for the franchise well definitely didn't create the franchise and he didn't create the character entirely himself either so there's a little interesting miss truth that goes around gaming um that's not a to uh shit on his importance either because of like fantastic artist and a fantastic designer um but before Mega Man came out, Capcom were primarily making arcade games. Uh, their console releases were, were ports of arcade consoles. Um, but this was their first uh, console-specific um, game that they were aiming to bring to the Japanese market. Um, they brought in sort of, yeah, fresh young talent. This included Kenji Inafune. Um, and he, he had started on the Street Fighter team. Uh, so, you know, he recalls it. The Mega Man team worked really hard to complete the final product um, with a project supervisor and um, a lead designer who was seeking perfection for every part of it. Now, there was only six people on the development team. Um, uh, and, you know, Inafune was responsible for um, rendering the graphics into um, sprite form and creating the logo. Uh, some of some of his kind of involvement in that. Um yeah, and he's, it's it's uh, quite a limited graphic, graphical game. They were restricted by the 56-color palette of the NES. Um, they used uh, the expanded selection of blues to increase Mega Man's detail. Um, and a lot of this is based, based on comic book characters and blah, blah. There's not a massive amount of story to the development of Mega Man 1. Okay. Um, there's a lot more interest when you come to Mega Man 2 in the story behind that development. 
okay. which we will get to at some point. Yeah. Um, but they eventually localized uh, the game for America. They changed the name from Rockman to Mega Man. Um, that moniker was created by Capcom's then senior vice president, uh, Joseph Marishi. Here you go. He claimed that the change was merely because he did not like the original name. I thought the title was horrible, so <laughs> I came up with Mega Man. Well, all right, you arrogant bastard. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, you've, you've not changed it an awful lot, have you? <laughs> it's not revolutionary. No. Um, so the story of Mega Man, I'm going to pass this over to you to go run us through the extract of the manual, but there is... What I wanted to do here when I pulled this out is we obviously know now, as fans of Mega Man and looking back, there is a, a much bigger expanded story of what happens. What I wanted to look at here is what would we know just playing the first game? No, great. This is the story from the, from the manual itself then. So it's Mega Man versus the powerful leaders and fighting forces of Monstropolis, that strange multifaceted land of robot-like humanoids. Brilliant scientist Dr. Wright conceived the construction of fully operational human-like experimental robots to perform specific everyday duties. Dr. Wright and his assistant, Dr. Wiley, encouraged with their very first near-human robot, Mega Man, proceeded to develop six additional humanoids, all programmed to perform prescribed rituals. But with the exception of Mega Man and all of Dr. Wright's near-human robot experimentation, um, or all of Dr. Wright's uh, experimentation went awry. his assistant, Dr. Wiley, turned disloyal, reprogramming Dr. Wright's humanoids, now bent on destroying opposition so Dr. Wiley could control the world and its resources. Resisting reprogramming, Mega Man is chosen as the defender yeah, of this, the defender. This is, this, is, this is exactly as it's written. Um, and it's so it has a bit of, there's a bit of English in there. <laughs> there is, which I'm trying to uh, get around. Mega Man dares to single-handedly penetrate seven separate empires of Monstropolis, eliminating the leaders and followers of the Sovereignites. Get ready for some very exciting challenges. So, the first thing that fans of the series will notice is the name Dr. Wright, because um, the creator of Mega Man is in fact Dr. Light. Um, However, it seems as though the first run of the game and its manual and box referred to him as Dr. Wright, which is a has made this a very limited first run of the game, meaning one of them sold for 75 grand. Um, mm. So a little anecdote. It is, in fact, Dr. Light in the canonical lore of Mega Man. Ah, okay. But the original one said Dr. Wright. So they kind of set up this story of you've, you're in the city of Monstropolis. Um, it's a land of human-like, robot-like humanoids. So Dr. Light has created these robot masters to all of them have specific functions. So they are worker robots. Um, and his, yeah, his um, sidekick, Dr. Wily, kind of goes apeshit, reprograms them all to go bad, and Mega Man has to go out and stop them. So what this means is that as you travel to defeat the robot masters, you travel to the environments in which they would be um, inhabiting, so be it a construction robot would be on a construction site or something like that. So that all of the level design is wrapped up around the function of these robots that, that Dr. Light has designed. Um, which yeah, leads us in, into the, the, the gameplay ad, which you were talking about, the, the novelty of this um, freedom of choice from the beginning that sets this game apart from many others. Yeah, absolutely. It's so clever how they've done this. Um, for, for its time as well, I was because um, I've never played this before as well. Um, this was something I went into um, not knowing you know, what the experience would be like. And 
I've got to say, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal that you can pick the order that which at which you approach this. Um, so you've got six uh, initial uh, bosses that you can you can jump into. So you've got Cutman, Gutman, Electroman, Bombman, Iceman, and Fireman. Um, I may not have got those all exactly right, but that was my interpretation of it. <laughs> yeah. So. You, you, like you said, you can select any level to start with, and there's, there's a uh, what what that does is it means that you don't except the final level, which we'll come on to, but is that you are able to experience the vast majority of the game without actually mastering it. Yeah, you don't have to beat level one to get to level two. You can get game over on level one and go fuck that. That's too hard. I try something else. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect that I think is really important. But what it also does it adds real replayability because at the end of every level, there's a boss. And each boss is weak to the weapon of another boss. So there's this sort of loop, and you have to, to break into that loop um, through, at the time, it would have been asking to speak to your friends. Mm. You know, oh, I, I, I got, you know, Cutman's tool is, is really effective against Selectman. And, and figuring out that order is such a part of the game. It adds so much replayability and so much depth. And also so much characterization to the the whole thing, and it's just it's so creative and so clever, and very few games do it to this day. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm struggling to think of any that um, you know off the top of my head that that give you that mass massive choice of how you actually play through the entire game and which order you do it. It's you know, um... I think some games like Breath of the Wild do that. Um, you can essentially go to the final dungeon straight away. Mm. Uh, you know, so, but this is, was just made clear from the start of like, here you go, here's six levels, go. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. And um, like you say, the the, the choice in, uh, of the order in which you play it and, and maybe I have to go back and go, actually, shit, I need the cutting tool to get this boss or vice versa. You know, it's um, it's really clever. Well, you may not figure that out. You may beat one level, then try another and then go, oh, fuck, now, instead of instead of beating Cutman first and then hitting Bombman, I'm going to beat Cutman and then try Lickman because maybe his tool's good on that. Or, or yeah. maybe you try beating a different boss and then go into the one you do. So there's just, as a kid back when this came out, there was just that, not only that replayability, but that ability to share stories with friends and tips on the playground and pick up Nintendo Power and find out, yeah, what the what what the tips were before. Now I I just went on Google and was like best order for Mega Man bosses. <laughs> it wouldn't work today. Nah, not at all. But um, yeah, as you say, it, it brought that sort of um, excitement to to going and discussing this game with your friends. Um, and that's really really cool. But yeah, man. Um. So let's get on to, as you said, let's talk about the levels. Yeah, um, because this is this is where we're going to get a bit deeper into things, and I've put these out in the doc we're looking at ad in the order in which I was able to beat the. So we we both beat the game, mm-hmm. but we have not beaten the game organically. Not at all. No, I can't um, claim that. This is I I don't think I ever could. This is like an insanely difficult game, um, especially once you get into the final the final parts of the game, um. To a point, it wouldn't be fun for me to try and try and bang my head against this wall now. But to be able to play through on a modern system, and if you buy it on the Switch, we buy the Legacy Collection on PS4, Switch, Xbox, whatever you want to get it on. There is a rewind function that helps, and it, it just as a tip to so just play it that way. Um, let's start with Bomb Man. Cool. Yeah. So um, Bomb Man, uh, his stage occurs in a, a futuristic city. It's got a spherical structures in the skyline. It looks really nice, um, as do all of the levels actually. Um, 
in this game. Yeah, the, the, art, the art direction is fantastic, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a really good-looking game. And as you said, they had limited resource um, to do this, so I'm impressed with what they come up with. Um, so um, this area includes a, a lot of different enemies. You've got uh, things called Sniper Joes. Um, spikes line some of the floors, so you can't fall on them. You die instantly. Um, and essentially... It, Correct me if if, uh, if I'm wrong here, but they were intending to be uh, a pairing, um, Bomberman and uh, Gutsman. Um, so two of the two of the bosses were actually intent to be a pair, and that's what this level is sort of trying to show. Yeah, so I think Bomberman and um, Gutsman, who we we'll get onto, are both construction working robots. Mm. Bomberman's a demolition expert. Um, why you would get someone who uses bombs on a construction site, I don't know. But and, and Gutsman is uh, essentially can lift heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you play through the level, and this is uh, each of the levels. There's like a huge variety in how the the stages are laid out. So this one is quite linear with a couple of vertical climbing sections, and then you drop down a big pit into this underground chamber where you actually face off against Rockman. I found this level to be um, this was the easier part of the game for me now all the levels are fairly balanced it's the bosses which you need to figure the orders out for it's very rarely actually that you need the boss weapons to progress in the stages mm, yeah um that only occurs for definite in the in the final stage of the game um bomb man i found that i could rush and kill just using the um the mega buster which is mega man's starting weapon yeah. Now the Mega Buster is a weapon. Let's just talk about that. That's you. You. This is just your arm cannon. You. You can fire an unlimited um, rounds of ammunition, but you can only ever have three on the screen at once. Yeah, and that's important to the gameplay. It is. It makes you pick and choose when you're actually going to engage, doesn't it? Um... Yeah, Mega Man's a game that rewards you for keeping moving, not stopping mm. all the time. Yeah, because you, enemies are aggressive. They're coming after you. You have to be you have to be quick on the reflexes, and you have to avoid their attacks uh, like the plague um, because they do a lot of damage, especially the bosses. Um, so you really want to be, especially on on this one as well, quickly in and out, fire off a few shots, and get out of there. Because um, he launches bombs sort of all over the screen, doesn't he? Yeah. So when you get to him, he's like a little stocky red dude with a yellow face, and he he chucks bombs, um, and. Uh, they, they explode with a kind of area of effect attack. Now, what I found, uh, the reason I found him quite easy is I just found his attacks quite simple to avoid. And obviously any of the bosses, when you if you make physical contact with them, they damage you, but Bomb Man would jump away from you as you got closer. So what I would do, my strategy for this was to stand far away. He, I would shoot, he would throw a bomb, I would step forward to shoot and rinse and repeat until he jumps to the other side of the screen and I'll do the same back to him. Yeah. So he was the only kind of boss I just, I really didn't have any trouble with. Mm, yeah, same, really. And that's why I found him to be the, the perfect entry point. Yeah, no, it was a good start because I didn't start with him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can see why so, you did. Okay, well, who did you start with? I started we won't with, get into it too much, but... I started with Cutman. Um, and there was no... Okay, no, I, I think Cutman's a more solid choice to start with. Because well, you can definitely take him out with the Mega Buster. Yeah, he was... I find him okay as well. well let's let's do Cutman next, then. Cool, Okay. So, so just, just to finish, Bombman gives you the bomb. Okay, so you can throw bombs. Yeah, so each, that's, time that's you, it, that's... each time you beat one of them, you get their weapon, which is another yeah, cool feature. Yeah, that, that, that's his weapon. So Cutman cut then. So Cutman, what does he look like? He's a little <laughs> white dude with pink speedos and marigolds. And like a, and 
a pair of scissors on his head. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bit like a boomerang, doesn't it? Um, well, these these are the he was designed for to be a robot lumberjack, mm. and those are actually scissors on his head used for cutting down trees. Yeah, because that's that's what I used to cut down trees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went yeah. scissors. Yeah, why would I go any other way? Um, but yeah, this um, so this level uh, again, you've got uh, quite a lot of, in terms of the climbing sections here. A lot of verticality, isn't there? In this yeah, level. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going um, through quite a lot of um, of raised platforms on this one. Um, so this is my favourite level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like the look. I love the look of it the best. I love the kind of green brick kind of textures. Mm. I love all the ladders. I love the the wall mounted guns that you've got to you've got to position yourself to avoid the multiple shots that come from them. And that goes mental yeah, at certain stages, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I had a blast on this one, and I got quite good at this level. Yeah, this this well because it's the first one I played. I played quite through quite a few times um, just to get the grip of the game, really. Uh, and Cutman is also my favourite boss character. Yeah, yeah, he's, I like his weapon a lot. It's, it's cool. Um, like when you acquire that, it's really bloody handy as well. Um, just generally, yeah, in the so, levels. I mean, the level here is essentially it's an industrial f- factory. So Cutman's the lumberjack robot. Mm-hmm. You're going through an abandoned industrial factory. So I don't know why he wasn't in a forest. <laughs> it would um, have made sense. But I guess he's taken the logs to the factory. Um, to reach him, you have to kind of go up onto the rooftop go over the rooftop and then drop back down mm-hmm. and um through a tunnel to the inside of the excuse me to the inside of the factory yep um cutman was originally designed for land reclamation work particularly deforestation his battle ability center around the advanced jumping abilities and a pair of boomerang like shears on his head so yeah cutman will throw these boomerang like scissors at you and then jump a lot effectively so it makes him a particular bastard because the um, any projectile that doesn't move in a straight line is is always hard in video games, and then it's made doubly hard by the fact it returns. And yeah. you also then have to avoid the boss who's jumping at you. Sometimes. So how did you take it? So you took him down with a megabuster, then? I did, yeah. So I basically the tactic I had for this one was staying up high to start with. He throws an immediate uh, shot at you as soon as you start, so that's pretty easy to avoid. I managed to get a sort of couple of hits on him then. And what I did there is I jumped straight over and go to the other side of the screen. And he does quite a few sort of jumping throws. I mean, it did take me a few goes um, to get past him. It, I find it particularly hard when he's jumping and throwing his weapon at you. because. So I find Cutman's weapon, what it does give you the advantage of, because it has that arc where it has to leave and come back, it, as soon as he's thrown it, if you miss that initial thing, you've got time to get quite a few shots off. You can probably get six six hits in on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for each... each um, throw of the weapon. So again, he's he's one of the easier bosses, mm-hmm. um, and essential to do early on because his weapon um, that he he you take his weapon, you can throw this boomerang thing, but it it leaves your body in an upward arc, so you are able to hit enemies on platforms above you. Yeah, um, it is also particularly useful on one of the later bosses we'll talk about. Massively, yeah, yeah. So that, that's I was, I was quite lucky that I started with him. Really, it wasn't through any particular, um, you know, con- conscious choice. It was just by default. But yeah, um, good level. I enjoyed that one. No, really, really, really cool. 
really love that level. Okay, so my least favorite boss in terms of gameplay, but we'll go for the level first, but I'm going to talk about Gutsman now. Mm. Um, so I think Gutsman second because um, he, he's weak to the hyper bomb, but again, you can actually take him down quite uh, quite um, okay with the Mega Buster. Yeah. But this this guy was, the, the manual describes him as a bulldog character I capable of lifting and transporting huge bodies, but he's basically a strong dude with like a helmet on and a massive underbite. Yeah. Um, who also has pink pants. <laughs> he does, yeah. Um, so Gutsman Stage is in a construction site. Um, doesn't look like a construction site to me. Looks like a giant pile of anthills. Yeah, I guess it looks good. a little bit like a quarry, I guess, you could get away with. Yeah, I guess it's more like a quarry than a construction site. There's not. There's no building going on. These are just piles of earth with openings into them. Mm. Um, it's a short but fairly difficult stage. I mean, it's a really short stage, but what you've got on this stage is the um, moving platforms, which drop down. Yeah, that was hard. That took me a long time to master. <laughs> yeah. So you, you basically jump onto moving platforms, and they will pivot on a on an axle, pivot. and you'll fall off. Um, um, you've also got uh, some pickaxe-wielding robots. They are bastards. Um, which are basically the Mega Man equivalent of the Hammer Bros from Super Mario Bros. 3, um, but much harder. Well, they've got shields, which makes it very difficult. Um, so like, they've got like road sign shields, um, and unless they throw their hammer, you, you can't hit them. So uh, it makes them doubly challenging, I find. Yeah. Um, so you eventually drop down, you go for a tunnel underground. You always go for these tunnels before the bosses. You get to the boss, and he is standing over on the right of the screen, and on the left of the screen are three blocks that you are able to pick up using the ability you have taken from... Um, Gutsman. Uh, from... Hang on a minute. No, no, he gives you the ability. Yeah, he gives you that. There, are three, yeah. no, sorry, there are three blocks in the corner, but you're not able to attack him with them. No. It's it's a up. weird setup, but there's definitely there's three blocks when you enter in the corner. But you can take Gutsman down with um the hyper bombs is his weak essential weakness. Mm. Now, what annoys me the most about Gutsman, who um blocks fall down from the top and he throws them at you, um, is that when he jumps, you're staggered. Yeah. Yeah. That... And I don't think there's a single thing that fucking annoys me more in a video game than stagger animations. Oh man, it throws me back to Faxanity playing through that. Um, where you get that enemy that just constantly staggers. Well, the knockback in Faxanadu is hard, but the stagger attacks are just mm. annoying as well. Yeah. Horrendous. So you you're you're trying to battle this guy, but you keep getting frozen and then he's throwing stuff on top of you and, and whatever. But he's also very slow, so a few bombs will take him out. He takes about three hits from the bombs. And that's always the, the case. When you find the enemy's weakness, they only take about three hits to kill. Gutsman has an insane amount of power, so trying to take him out with the Mega Buster is going to be a chore. Mm. It's doable, but the objects he throws are pretty big and have a shatter effect. So it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it doesn't knock off much of his health at all. So after that, I did Cutman. Okay. But then, I went on to Elecman. Yeah, Lechman was tough. Really tough. So he was um, designed by Dr. Light for conducting electrical operations, even supervising nuclear power plants. <laughs> so he was one of the probably the less well-designed characters. He looks cool as fuck. He's got like a um, Wolverine-style helmet. Yeah. Uh, 
like fits. some badass shoulder pad things like someone out of Mortal Kombat. I think he fits um, the design of his powers quite well. Right. Yeah, but his powers make no sense for his purpose. No. He can just shoot electric out of his hands. <laughs> like, I don't see how that would be useful in any circumstance for conducting electrical operations. Or definitely not supervising nuclear power plants. You certainly hinder it, I think, rather than help it. But his stage is in a, a tower, so this is the most vertical stage. The the entire stage is climbing, which is cool as fuck. And this is a really great stage. And what's really great about this stage is the first time I came across optional routes and shortcuts that yeah. you need other abilities to unlock, and one of them not being optional. So yes. we'll get on to that. But so um, there's a lot of electrical beams and things you have to dodge in this level so it's platforming dodging moving things and what there's some real bastard enemies that fly up and down vertically as you're climbing the towers mm -hmm. shooting at you and you've got to time it to get them not so many robot enemies in this level i think that, that there's a there's ones which are really hard to avoid which are like going back and forth on platforms like little um oh, the second you jump on it, they speed up yeah, yeah. If, you, if you shoot them it pauses them yeah so they were quite tricky um but yeah, not not as many in this. It was mainly sort of like the the electrical uh, bolts that are fired out of the walls and stuff. Yeah, now the key thing in this level is picking up the magnet beam. Mm. Yeah. So did you find that? You you picked that up on your first go? Very flukily, I did. Yeah, I didn't know what it was at the time. So this is the only weapon stroke tool that you gain without defeating a boss. However, to get it, you must be able to move blocks hence you want to defeat gutsman before you fight Electman. Mm -hmm. but the tricky thing is is that you would not realize you need that tool until you've defeated all six robot masters and progress onto the final stage <laughs> yeah because you don't necessarily have to have it for this level do you um, no and it feels it feels to me like they planned more of this kind of stuff yeah just it, it really would to, because it, it i had to go back and play Electman's level on my first run through right as I told you, because I, yeah. I didn't pick this up because I, I, even though I think I beat Gutsman before, I just didn't move the block and capture that thing because I was like, I'm getting the boss's weapon at the end. No problem. Yeah. 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 It's that it gives it that longevity as well then, doesn't it? It's like, right. Shit. I'm going to have to go back and play that one again. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a bold move to include that sort of thing into a game, isn't it? It's just incredibly creative. And I think it's, um, yeah, yeah just cool. what they've achieved here in terms of this, the circular thinking and the completeness of the experience and, and just taking that linear aspect out of it was just mm. so revolutionary and so important to game design and just shows the real cleverness of the, the people behind the team. And this is this level is a great example of it. Now, this is the boss that I found really understood the effect of using the correct weapon on the correct boss. And yeah. Electman is weak to Cutman's weapon. Yeah. And if you do not have Cutman's weapon, you're going to have a fucking... So it's called the rolling cutter Cutman's weapon. is You're going to have a hell of a time beating him. Uh, I think I remember... I messaged you during the time we were playing it, and I said, how the hell am I going to beat Elekman? He's an absolute bastard. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the later. only two bosses. It was one of the only two bosses you contacted me for help for. Yeah. A little bit later, obviously, I, uh, I picked... I realised, ah, Cutman. That's what I need. And uh, yeah, that, that absolutely rinses him. So without that, you'd struggle. Yeah, like three quick hits and he's done. Yeah, yeah. Which again, it just shows the design how clever it is. Like we just said, um, you know, if you hadn't got that, you'd have you'd have really struggled. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that level. 
No, it's, it's a really, it's a really good one. I love the, the. I was a bit frustrated that if you ever get hit on a ladder, you fall mm. all the way down. And but Mega Man, unlike some of the contemporary games, can he will move from side to side as he's falling. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas you played, we mentioned Faxanadu earlier that once you're falling there, you're falling straight down. There's no, There's no moving. moving in the air. Mm. Yeah. So you you can recapture a ladder or something like that. So it's it's not quite as punishing. Or if you see a ledge that you you want to drop onto, you you can adjust mm. your your um projection as you're falling, which is actually used in a lot of the levels. Yeah, because you can where you'll drop through it. into a screen and you, you you pick which platform to land on. You have like a split second to choose. Mm. Yep. Yep. So we moved on to, or I moved on to Iceman after that. Yeah. Yep. So Iceman. Um... He has um, a weapon called the Ice Slasher. Now his level um, is a an icy, watery cavern. Um, Ice Iceman, by the way, is a little Eskimo dude. Just to get that out of the open. Yeah, so he's got like a imagine Kenny from South Park, but blue. Um, and he he looks upset. He does. I don't know if that's a moustache or if he's really just upset. <laughs> he knows. Um, yeah. So he's. Um, He's impervious to chilling sub-zero temperatures, capable of human-like performances under extreme climate conditions. So he he doesn't have a specific purpose. Just he'll do whatever, but in cold. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want in the. Arc. I mean, they could have thought a bit more thoroughly about what the purposes were. Yeah, probably not just like oh, he's good. He's good at cold stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it doesn't take away from it too much, does it? Um, you know. So this level. Um, so this is a lot more horizontally based, so you're not climbing at all in this one. Um, you are dropping, but you're not climbing. Um, so almost like you're digging under the ice uh, to get to his lair. Um, and a cool feature on this level is that you um, your movement is affected by the ice, so you slide slightly. Yeah, that's not a cool feature. Well, it's Fuck that shit. innovative. I, I don't think, you know... I think it was a good design, but it's not fun. That, that kind of bullshit is up there with water levels in platformers for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but what did you think of this level overall? I thought it's beautiful. I really like the uh, the frozen palm trees and mm. and uh, everything's blue. There's some great enemies on this level. There's some big robot dudes you have to kill. Um, you split them in half, can't you? Which is quite cool. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I just I just thought the linear nature of it was was nice. All these levels have just such huge variety that like the amount of design that's gone into them is is I can't say enough about it. Um, it's so yeah, it's, one of the good ones. I mean, it doesn't stand out for me as much as maybe maybe Cutman's level or Electman's level, but it's it does. Look it, it's great, got a great it? feeling about it, and and the boss himself when you get to him um, is a complete bastard. Did you find him because okay? Yeah, okay. no, I struggle with this guy because he fires three projectiles at a time all staggered in height and you have to jump over them fine jump over but i just kept fucking getting hit by him okay i th i wonder how i beat this guy because i can't remember <laughs> weakness, weakness uh, iceman's weakness is the thunderbeam uh, maybe that's what i did then so yeah yeah because i did him after i'd done electro man so yeah i think i must have done that but um it, those the, as you say though the, the way he fires his projectiles in staggered levels they are bloody hard to avoid um, and you have to jump through some of them yeah yeah, you can't so. just jump the three in a block at a time. You've got to sometimes let one fly over, and you, then you've got like the width of Mega Man to mm. get through. That's mm. all the gap you've got. It's fine margins, which is what this game is kind of about. <laughs> fine margins to win, to win, isn't it? Um, 
so yeah, another good level. Another really, really well designed, well thought out level. I thought. Um. Um. Go on then. Just give us the last dude, dude. So, yeah, the, the last dude is uh, Fireman. Um, and this uh, guy, he looks really cool. Again, he's like a he's like a knight with uh, fire coming out of his head. Um, as you as you do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Why were all the special abilities stuck to their heads? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really don't know. I guess it keep. I guess it frees up your arms. I guess, yeah. It's uh, I don't think it's the most uh, practical way of having them, but so this guy's job is to melt and mold metal. Yes, using his head <laughs> with his flaming torch. Um, so this is the shortest stage of all of the uh, all of the levels in the game, um, which I dispute actually because I felt personally that Gutsman stage was a little shorter. Yeah. I, I think it's described as the shortest. Because I, I, I read that as well. I read that when I was doing some research for this game. This is the shortest. But I guess Gutsman's stage, you spend a lot of time standing on moving platforms, not really doing a lot. Mm. Yeah, maybe so, it just seems that way. And this one, you go up and up and down, up and down a lot. So it's just like kind of interlocked in itself. And Yeah, there's a lot to do on this level. It's, um, essentially, it's essentially Bowser's Castle, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of that um, look to it. Because obviously, you've got the fireballs coming up out of the floor and... Um, you know, the, the flames rising up out of the platforms themselves. Um, cool feature of that, though, um, and something you need to be able to beat this level is having the freeze ability. Um, yeah, so I, I figure this out much later on, is that you can freeze those flame towers and use them as platforms, because yep. fuck me was I getting annoyed at the one. Mm. The, the, the problem is in Mega Man is he doesn't jump forward immediately. He jumps up and then forward. Yeah. Which means that if you want to jump over, say, a flame tower and there's a platform above you, you're likely to hit your head on that and fall into the flame tower and take a, a buttload of damage. And that happens to be time and time and fucking time again until I realized that you could freeze these towers and just jump on top of them. Yeah, thankfully, I, I realized that relatively soon after I was getting a little bit annoyed with, uh, with trying to jump over these because they're damn hard to avoid, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, a nice uh, thing to to notice um but again a really nicely designed level um hard level to beat though i find this one um how did you get on with the boss i actually this boss doesn't leave um any impression on me okay um because you have to kill him as fast as you can mm. uh i'm actually just i'm just as we're talking refreshing myself of his, his attack his attack is kind so of relentless can... so it's like a, it's a yeah, constant... so he, he shoots bolts out of the floor at you yeah um the thing to do with flame man is just to spam him with the uh if, if you stand in a sweet spot you can avoid his things but it's knowing exactly the distance you're supposed to be away from him mm. but then he also shoots horizontal projectiles yeah um the thing is with him is to get your ice blaster out and just hit him as fast as you can um you, you want to just make sure you've got as much life getting to all of these bosses and then just spam them. If you get to one of the bosses with a third of your life left, you're dead anyway. It's like, that's, that's yeah. the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing about the game is that you not only are the levels hard to beat, but you have to beat them and retain life. Now, you will restart before a boss, but you've only got a couple of lives to beat this whole game. Yeah. You yeah. can pick up. But how many lives did you see? Did you manage to pick up about, during the gameplay? About two. Um, yeah. You know, and that's through all the whole game. Um, and life, 
uh, is actually surprisingly uh, sparse as well. So you don't pick up that much. You can get it from enemies, or it's dotted around the levels, but it's you know it's not that common. So um, you know it does make that extra level of difficulty. But the, the Fireman boss didn't stand out overly in my head. I think because I did him last as well. I was just kind of I was in the rhythm then. I was just like mm. right, let's let's get on and let's get to the final stage. So let's talk about which, that then. Which turns out to be fucking felt like as long as the entire rest of the game. Uh, I think that's because it was, <laughs> you know, it was, I was, and this, I is thought, where, this is, this is, this is where the game falls apart for me. I thought it was finished about four times. Um, up, up to, up to this point, the game is pushing fairly close to being a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. Yeah. At this point it changes. And what became thrillingly challenging becomes mind numbingly difficult. Mm. Yeah, and the fact that if if I was to die on this stage and then have to redo the six robot masters again every time, now nah, fuck that, not a chance. Yeah. So I'll hand I'll hand it over to you, Wiley's Fortress. So Wiley's Fortress, as you've mentioned previously, you do need to make sure you've picked up the the magnet beam for this. Uh, if you go into it without it, you cannot beat the level. Um, and the only way to exit the level is to die and get game over and restart. Okay. Um, so this level. Uh, Basically, you go through um, a series of platforms which are a meld of all of the different features of the the ones you've been through already. So there's like fireballs firing at you. There's blocks to move. There's you know there's lots of different features, lots of enemies that you've seen. Before. It starts off as a classic boss level, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. So you get through the first uh, platforming section and you come to a boss who is quite frankly the hardest boss I've ever faced off against in a game. Um, so I fucking love the design of this boss. I never ever want to play against it again. It's terrible in t- from a gameplay perspective. But what I love about the design of it, so this is the yellow devil you're referring to. He is a two-legged, two-armed, big dude with no head and one eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he does is he comes in dismantled and reassembles himself across the screen by parts of him flying over the screen. If any one of them parts makes contact with you, it injures you. When he reassembles, he opens his eye and shoots at you from it. How long is that eye open for? A split second, at most. And and you get one hit, if you're lucky, on that, and then he does the whole sequence again. Yeah. So for every time you get a chance to hit him once, he can hit you like, six or seven time. times. Yeah, yeah. And it's insanely hard. Like This is by far the hardest video game boss I've ever, ever played. Yeah. Because um, you can't I think, sort of spam it, can you? You can't even go to the end of the level... Um, and just sort of jump behind him. He, he he hits you when you're near him. So, if you're to beat this boss without the method that we use, there is no good way of beating him without just learning it. Mm. But the problem is, is to learn this, you have to defeat the six robot masters and get through Wily's Castle level one. Yeah. Now, even if you got quick at this, like in, like YouTube expert quick you're talking half an hour every go to die in 10 seconds to this dude. <laughs> and it would take me, I think if to actually learn to beat this guy, oh, it would take me f- fucking 50 tries. Yeah. Uh, at the very least. And that's a lot of time to put in, um, to something that would become su- significantly frustrating. Um, however, as is with the path, the course of this game, people get past it with the playground knowledge. Indeed. Indeed. So how do we what, do it? Which is which was actually what we had to do. You had to like, I message you saying, "Oh, good luck with that fucker," 
and then you got onto me, you're like, oh, I'm on him now. And then, like, yeah, half an hour later, you were like, right, okay, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I went in all cocky, like, ah, fuck that, I'm going to beat him. And uh, yeah. I've, got, I've got my save states. <laughs> I came crawling back. Um, but, yeah, so to beat this one, we uh, we used a method uh, whereby you'd fire your electricity beam out at the, the boss and very quickly pause and unpause the game when it hits him um, in the eye. Yeah, so it seems that if the electricity beam travels slowly and is long, essentially, so it has the longest contact time with the enemy, when the enemy, when a hit is registered with the enemy, it seems that whatever bit of memory that writes to, pausing and unpausing the game resets that state, so it registers the hit a second time. Um, now, this is one of the most well-known glitches in video games because i believe it is the way that 99 percent of people beat this boss yeah it has to be um and it's so important that on all of the new versions that it's not patched out on the switch version that i played works okay that's interesting that they didn't take it out isn't it um, you wouldn't be able to beat him no no. Like some people can, of course, some people can beat him. Some people can beat fucking Mario 64 in nine seconds or whatever it is, but humans couldn't beat him. And I wonder what they were thinking when they developed this. Like, oh, we've made the best boss ever. Um, you've just made it. You've got, a, you've, got a, you've got a question. This was six people on the development team of a new IP. Did they really get a budget for playtesting? Mm, maybe not, but it's too damn hard anyway. And that's not the end of it. So, no, so that's the, that is the first of four parts of this level. Yeah. So then you go through um, another series of platforming sections. Um, again, this is and this is this is styled very much on um, Cutman's level. Yeah. So you've got um, very uh, green blocks. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've gone through that, you then have to uh, fight or get through a series of the uh, existing bosses that you've beaten so you go sort of yeah, up you, in a you list. start to you start to repeat don't you but this time you're doing multiple ones back to back yeah so you go up in a like lift that teleports you up this uh tower and in each oh, no we're not there yet we're not there yet oh okay okay isn't that that's a, this is the one where you go into the green rooms and then you oh. fall through the floor yeah of course i forgot there was even that bit christ yeah no, no, no. it's a fucking hell of a level this is christ yeah so you before you even get to the bit i'm talking about there's <laughs> there is a platform section you drop down to the and you know what they did which was really cuntish go before on. you get to the first boss they put like some power-ups in front of you mm. but the secret hole you drop through the floor is right in front of them mm. so you're walking up to the thing i'm about to get it and you suddenly drop through the floor <laughs> into a boss arena that was straight straight after passing the yellow devil yeah, that got me a couple of times as well because I don't learn. Um, so yeah, that is a, a bit of a battle. There's no, there's no defining edge to it, so you don't know where you're supposed to jump. You, you, the second time you go back to it, I didn't remember which where the hole was, mm. so it got me a couple of times. Yeah, as you say, a bit of a shitty thing to do. Um, so then once you've got through that, uh, you so you fight Cutman, Electman, and then you fight a Mega Man clone is the final boss of that level. And again, what an absolute bastard to beat. Jesus, because he clones. Well, so you the are. Mega Man clone, yeah. Whatever weapon you select, he will instantly switch to select the same weapon. See, I tried going in, selecting something, and then quickly changing out to try and beat it, but obviously it just does it instantly. So you have no time to get a hit on something which might be a weakness. No, you're almost better selecting the weapon you want to fight against more than the one you'll want to fight with. Yeah. And for me, that was um, using Cutman's weapon for this guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the most easily avoidable, isn't it? 
again, he wasn't very good at avoiding. So I got past him using Cutman's roller cutter. Okay, nice. I think I might have done the same. I can't remember. Um... Then you go on to the third level and you fight um, an original boss. So the, more stuff follows, action platforming stuff. But then you fight a completely new boss. And this, like, this it just keeps fucking going, doesn't it? Like I got to this guy, and I was like, "Is this the final boss?" <laughs> Same, yeah. So this is what I was saying where I thought the game was ending a few times, but uh, it's not. But it's also, again, really hard. Like it's relentless. This one. Um, so this dude's like a robot inside a bot. He's called CWU01P. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's like a, as you say, a robot inside like a bubble. Um, and he rotates around the screen out of three different entrances, um, which he uses at random, and will sort of go, f- uh, is it anti-clockwise or clockwise? Clockwise around the screen. It's clockwise to start with, yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, when, it, when he's going in there at the entrances, there's blocks in the middle that you can use Gutsman ability to pick up and throw at him. Happy yes. days. He, yeah. But once you run out of them, he starts circling the screen. And as far as I can tell, and as far as looking at, experts on youtube doing this there's no way to fucking avoid damage there nope not at all like you just gotta keep shooting at him and hope you had enough life to outlast him that's how i beat him in the end was just making sure i preserved my life till like till like the final few the the guys who are on youtube beating yellow devil without taking a hit go from full life to almost dead on this guy yeah (laughs) now i don't think he's harder than yellow devil in terms of what you have to do because you just have no options to take the damage and stand in the corner of fucking unload on him yep in, t- in terms of actually beating him, I didn't think he was that hard, but I don't think it's possible to beat him without taking damage. No, it's not. Well, I said, and if you know what, if, if you can, you ch- fucking Twitter tweet at me. I will give you the login details to our Twitch channel. Do it. <laughs> yes, Stream please. It. Yeah, do it. That'd be awesome. Prove it to us. You can have my copy of Mega Man Two from on the NES. I'll send wow. it to you. There you go. Prize as well. So that's an incentive. I don't like go Billy, Billy Mitchell on me and fake it. Right, uh-huh. then you get into Wily's Fortress 4. Yeah, so... And who do we fight in this stage? So this, this is, is the one you were talking about with the, the teleporters, which was very cool. It had a kind of Sonic or Super Metroid vibe to it, like some of that, those other games. Yeah, yeah, the design of it was really cool. It was just an absolute bastard of a thing to do just after you fought that, uh, that boss which wipes out your health. Um, the level itself wasn't over challenging. No. Oh no, actually, no. This was a bit of a cunt because there was all the exploding things that fire projectiles in multiple directions, and you had to avoid many of them at once going wrong. So doable. But once it... you once you got the positioning down, but again, I remind you that every time you fuck this up on the original game, you would have had to start the whole game again. And that is... whereas we we were going start an X reload save state. Yeah. Yeah. Just and imagine how long it would have taken you to learn because you may just get here once, boom, start again. Oh, god, I, I think I'd have and lost that's, the will. that's the way in which we need to review this. You've got to always bear that in mind. Yeah, the, the way we play them sometimes, I guess, to, to get through the game, we, we, we can't base it on that. Um, and I think had I not been able to save it, I, I would not have got anywhere near this far. In I the wouldn't game. have finished the game, absolutely yeah. not. So you you go through that platforming section where you're avoiding the uh, the various guns which are firing at you from all angles, um, and you get to the section we were talking about, which has the teleporters, and it takes you up in a, a series of of uh, these boss rooms. Just back to back boss rooms now, isn't it? Yeah. And I think this is the point where I did think, right, okay, come on, we're we're, we're coming to a head. Yeah, yeah. 
right, this 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 has to be it. So I think you fight four, don't you? Here, um, you said so. Yeah, so you fight uh, you fight Bombman, Fireman, Iceman, and Gutsman. So at that point, you've fought all of the Robot Masters again. Yeah. So then the only choice is is am I going straight to the final boss, or will there be another level than the final boss? Mm-hmm. And... Let's say you invent some other boss. So let's just sum this up: that in the entire boss final stage, you're going to fight six plus Yellow Devil plus Clone Mega Man, plus the Bubble Robot, plus Wily. So there's 10 bosses in one level. Yeah. And that's without the platforming sections, which can also screw you over. So that gives... There's, a only, real... six, there's only six bosses in the whole rest of the game. Gives a sense of how difficult this is. Um, so, yeah, so after you've uh, after you've gone through those four bosses, then you're, you're on to the, uh, the last challenge of the game. And that is Dr. Wily himself. Um, now he is uh, in his sort of spaceship, uh, which is sort of is a bit like a Doctor Robotnik spaceship, isn't it? Um, yeah, isn't it? definitely. Um, so he's sort of sat inside that. Um, it's got an arm. He's got, he's got two, two phases, doesn't he? The first phase, he's got the shield up, and then you eventually defeat the arm, and yeah. the shield comes down, and then you see Wiley inside, who looks like Einstein, by the way. He does. Um, well, he's clearly modelled on Einstein. This hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you've got to defeat two forms for this boss. How did you find it? Uh, really hard again. Um, pff, like he fires projectiles, which are sort of almost relentless onto the screen as well, and they look yeah, sort of going in any fucking, any fucking direction. Yeah, yeah. So I, I find this hugely challenging again. Um, and I the, not... the projectiles will adjust their path based on where you are when they fire. So if you jump a frame too early, yep. they're going to adjust up and hit you anyway. Exactly. So it's relentless again. Absolutely relentless. And you've got a small window um, to get your shots off, basically, whilst after you've avoided all those shots from him. Um, so <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and the fact that I thought I'd beaten him once I'd beat, sort of got the shield down um, and then realised, oh, shit, I've got to do that again. Um, I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, he has a different attack on the second time, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So... A worse one. <laughs> yeah, an even harder one. Um, but then you obviously... Once you get through that, you actually have beaten the game. So that is the end boss. And the sense of relief at the end of this, of beating this, was even with having save states, was immense. Absolutely. So it's like a ridiculous challenge. And like, I think with the save states, it's still not a fun challenge, this last level. No, it's too much. It's, it's, it's still just like, oh, I forgot to say, okay, yeah, we live, we live, we live. It's not like, I mean, to me, the perfect retro inspired style game for difficulty is Shovel Knight. Okay. And Shovel Knight has the same principle where you have to repeat all the bosses at the end. Yeah, we're going to do an episode on Shovel Knight. That would be cool, man. Because I'm really, I'm down to play that. Um, and I think we should do it soon. Okay. Uh, because there's just there's what what we'll do is there's a few other games that have inspired Shovel Knight that I think we're going to play first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Such as Castlevania, such as Super Mario Brothers Three. Then we'll play it. That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. We can have a bit of a critical analysis of that then, because Shovel Knight is one of my favourite modern games, and it's it takes a lot from Mega Man, but I think it takes a lot and it does it really well. Cool, cool. Now, Mega Man One was the first Mega Man game, so of course it was six people made this who probably fucking worked their asses off on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be overly so, critical of, of just because of the the level, the last level, um, and how yeah, hard. But the last level is half the game, dude. Yeah, no, I know, I know, um, and it is too hard. Like it, it's way too hard. It's too long as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like too much of the content of the game is locked behind the last level. Mm. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's disproportionately spaced out. Um, doesn't make any sense for them yeah. to make that so long. Like it could do with being just a quarter of the length. You are right. Yeah, I, I think fighting that many bosses in one go is. I think it's ridiculous. I, I think they the boss rush mode is fine. I, I quite like that you have to fight them all again. Bit lame, really. I think they could have done if they had just done Yellow Devil and Wily. Yeah. And Yellow Devil needs to be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the reception. Then we'll talk about our ideas. Okay. Cool. So that that, that wraps the, the game up. Um. Uh. That that's all the content there is there. One feature I do um, want to there's... just touch on before we do move on is the fact that your uh, weapons have um, they deplete in how much you can use them as well. Yeah, you have a, an energy per weapon, don't you? Yeah, so I just want to touch on that because that adds another level of difficulty again because you, you, if you use them before you've got to the boss, you, you're sort of screwed. So mm-hmm. You always want to save them. And also, um, when you collect weapon power-ups, they will apply to the weapon you're currently holding, so sometimes it's worth flicking into the menu and choosing the weapon with the least power, yep. so you can collect power for that. The other thing I want to point out, Ad, is this game has a score, Yes. and although we're not talking about future um, games, this is the only Mega Man game to have a score. Okay. And it's it's completely fucking pointless because this game is not about score chasing at all. No. It's arbitrary, isn't it? It's, it's not needed. Well, to, to get a higher score, you'd just have to kill all the enemies, but that's not what the game is about. That's not how the game is designed. It feels like a hangover from arcade days. Yeah. Um, you know, especially that this is Capcom's first console-based game. Well, people want they're, scores, they're, but... They've they got this thing in their head about having scores, and like yeah. it's fucking meaningless, and they got yeah. rid of them in, in, in Mega Man 2. So. Okay. so, critics received Mega Man well. Um, as you would expect they would, but the game sold poorly, um, okay. which when we do go into Mega Man 2, that provides a lot of interest to how this second game got made. Okay. Um, but this is just a little bit of info on how this was received. So all game described the NES version as a near perfect blend of action, challenge and audio visual excellence, which man, challenge aside, I absolutely agree with. I don't yeah. think it's the perfect blend of challenge. I think it's, it's far too difficult. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Lucas Thomas of IGN described the game as an undeniable classic, noting its graphics, innovative weapon-based system, platform gameplay, and music. Now, the music we haven't touched on, but the music's fucking awesome. It is, yeah. How have we not touched on that? That is a massive... Uh... There's so much to talk about with Mega Man. I mean, this is already the longest show we've done, and we're <laughs> still going. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but the um, music is phenomenal in this game. Yeah, another IGN editor, Matt um, Casamassina, proclaimed Mega Man is one of the best examples of great graphics, amazing music, and near-perfect gameplay world on the one cartridge. GameSpot, Christian Nutt, and Justin Spear mm-hmm. identified the game as a winner in gameplay, granted it's low-key presentation. I don't think it has a low-key presentation. I disagree all. with that. Yeah, I think that, that was one of the most pretty-looking games on there, NES. Um, and some of these are retrospective reviews. So Jeremy Parrish of OneUp.com said it's a charming, if slightly rough start for the series. Now, you will see, Ad, I know I want to get onto this in a minute, but I know this is your first time playing Mega Man. They yep. are far better as they move on. Ah, uh, great. Okay. That's that's good Which to know. Must give you some hype. It does. Um, but yeah, so it's been commonly received as very, very difficult. Um, Casa Messina found the game the hardest in the franchise and along the ho- among the hardest titles ever released on the NES. You cannot argue with that review. <laughs> it's uh, one of the hardest games ever, let alone NES. 
Now, IGN's Thomas said that the combination of high difficulty and short length hurt its replayability. Now, I disagree with that to some degrees. I think the weighting of putting half the content behind that final boss screen is was unfair, and they could have better reinvested that time extending the levels of the Robot Masters. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been listed in multiple top 100 NES games. Uh, Nintendo Power ranked at number 20. It's 100 best NES games of all time. Um, just absolutely revered, but improved on afterwards. Um, it's similar to other franchises such as The Legend of Zelda. It pa- it paved the way for a franchise. I mean, God knows how many sequels are like Mega Man. We're on Mega Man 11. Then you've got the X series, which goes up to or 10 or so. Um, there's... There's all sorts of nonsense spin-offs. It was a Mega Man soccer, but oh, then you've God. also got Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man and Base. Um, yeah, yeah. And then most recently, Inafuni, Inafuni did Mighty Number no. Nine, which wasn't received so well, which was like the spiritual successor to Mega Man. Right. So it's the although it didn't sell well, the reception is great. They did decide to go forward with a sequel, which, like I said, there's an interesting story behind, and that's where the franchise really took off. And thank God it did because. What an iconic... I, I think if I was ever to get a gaming tattoo, it'd be a tattoo of Mega Man. Ah, yeah? Okay. Because I think he's the co- like one of the coolest fucking dudes in video games. Yeah, man. I'm like Obviously, this is such a hugely important game in the history of, of gaming. Um, you know, just some of the stuff that they included. Um, I'm, I'm just basing this on the first one as well. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, so give us, give us your rundown coming in as the first time you've played Mega Man. Yeah, so I... Um, my overall view of this game. What were your thoughts when I said we were going to play it? I was excited because I'd always heard of Mega Man. You know, I'd always heard about. I knew about it. I knew it was a hugely important game, um, but I just never got round to actually playing it. And I, I was excited to go in and give it a go, if a little daunted, because I knew it was going to be a, a tough one. Um, but yeah, I actually I hugely enjoyed doing the the six stages, the six bosses. Um, I thought that was brilliant. Um, picking the orders and making sure you, you had the right weapons to fight each boss. Um, I thought that was absolutely genius. I think the thing that does let it down, as we talked about, is that is the last level being such a bastard. Um, so, you know, that, that that did sort of tarnish it a little for me. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? Well, I echo exactly what you said. I think the... Um... There's, there's two ways to look at this, isn't it? You can look back and you can say innovation at the time and this, that, and the other at the time. But then you can look back and say, how does it play today? And frankly, that, those innovative items are still just as rewarding today. I'm not giving it points on that just based on the influence it had on the industry. I'm giving it points on that based on how fucking fun the game still is. Mm-hmm. Um, the platform is near perfect. It's one of the most perfect platformers I've ever played. The shooting feels great. The the, for an 8-bit game, the character in all the design is just, and the levels is just oozes with character. Unfortunately, half the game is not very good. Yeah. Because it is crippled by it being too difficult and it break, it breaks the flow. You have the six robot masses. That's what Mega Man is famous for, is they choose your own adventure style. Mm-hmm. Um, non-linear gameplay. The fact that almost half this game is locked behind a wall sucks. But Having said that, if they just had the six robot dudes and then a wily stage that was the same length, I still wouldn't have felt this game was too short. It's fucking longer than Altered Beast. A lot longer. So, so well, it's 
fucking miles better as well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how fair it is to take points away from having superfluous content I didn't need when I could just get the satisfaction of beating the six robot masters and turning it off before I play Wily stage. Mm. True. I mean, True, ultimately, then... you have to, ultimately you have to judge the package as a whole. You haven't beaten the game then either, and I like beating games, you know. And that's what the game was designed. It was designed to make you want to beat it. And I'm going to go straight in and say that this is a 7 out of 10 for me based on that I did not enjoy the second half of this game. It's hard to, to bring it up to an 8 for me because of that. I think a seven's a fair score based on everything we've just said. And it's insane how brilliant it is to start with. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me when I finally put down, you know, Iceman, Fireman, and was like, right, I've done the six, I'm going into Wiley's stage. It was the first time I'd got to Wiley's stage on Mega Man. And uh, I was expecting it to be the same, but a bit harder, maybe two bosses. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was such a slog. Yeah. And so insane. And then if I put myself in the position of playing this on the original cart, I just couldn't have done it. Yeah. There's no way I could do it. I could never be, be that good at it. I just would never have that time to invest. And frankly, I wouldn't want to. No. No. Um, it just kills the experience for me. So, but it doesn't kill it enough not to make that first half of the game fucking incredible. Exactly. Yeah. I completely, completely agree with that. So that's why I form a seven. And, and I know that we're going to play games later in the series that are going to get higher scores than that because yeah. Mega Man 2 and 3 I have a lot more experience with. Okay. I'm looking forward to playing those. So um, we will, we'll come to those. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it a few, to them in a few weeks. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, I think that pretty much wraps everything up um, on uh, Mega Man uh, for this episode of the 8-Bit Shit Show. Um, so check us out um, at happyhourgaming.net. And you can find all of our content, written reviews and everything there, all links to all of our other uh, podcasts and shows. Um, and also join us um, for discussion in our Discord channel. The link to that is on the webpage. So come and join in, have a chat to us, suggest games, you know, whatever you've been playing. Bring it to us and we'll, we'll see if we can have a go. Yeah, we'll play whatever. Like, we're just, we're just going back and like we're replaying stuff we loved. We're replaying stuff. We're playing stuff that one of us played, and we're playing stuff that neither of us played. Exactly. So you know, we're open to any any uh, suggestions. So yeah, come and have a chat with us. And um, Tom, that was a, that was really fun. Um, thanks for bringing that one to the table. Um, and I will see you next time for the next episode. Thank you for having me on, and good night. Good night.